0: Glory forever and ever.
1: Amen. Welcome to the podcast. In and through exists to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim. And
0: my name is Marshall.
1: So, how's, how's going? Good. How are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doing all right. Doing yeah. Right? Yeah. Boy, the wind is blowing. It's like-,
0: like, yeah, it's crazy. I was actually driving the cube this morning, and that thing catches the wind. I mean, it is a it is a cube, right? It's not, not very streamlined. <laughs> I was fighting to keep that thing on the road. Yeah, it is windy out there.
1: Yeah, I'd be surprised if that doesn't pick up on the mics. That's loud. Yeah. Anyway, so yesterday, just out of curiosity, mm. maybe vain curiosity, okay. I went onto iTunes and I looked and we have perfect five-star reviews. Wow. Seven of them. Really? So I did the count and I thought there's you and Candace and Alex <laughs> and Riley and me and Sam. Okay, Lindsay doesn't listen to the podcast. So, and then and then she, she does it sometimes. And, and then and then uh, so that's all the staff and someone else. Wow. So, so we promoted ourselves well That's great. and one other person has agreed. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking has happened.
0: I'm I'm actually pleasantly sp- we got seven reviews. That's seven great. Seven five star reviews. One of those seven is not me, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, it's not I did really not, me. Either. I don't hype my own But it's seven five
1: star reviews. We might be coming up on being the most popular people mm-hmm. to come out of Stratford the ever. Most
0: u- universally loved The most the most the most popular recorded Recording artists out. <laughs> Out of Stratford, no one. There's no one more famous from Stratford than than None. you and I. None. Oh,
1: All man. right. So today, today we are looking at the uh, the end of Joshua mm-hmm. and the beginning of Judges.
0: Yeah. Some we- some uh, some gory stuff we're gonna get into today. Some forests and trees. Forests and trees. Yeah. Okay. So forests. Um, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into this whole. Um, Scene that happens, but the whole idea of this question, whom will you serve? Right? Are you going to serve God, or are you going to serve false idols? Are you going to serve yourselves? Are you going to serve the Lord who's brought you this far, mm-hmm. and and can take you even further?
1: Yeah, and and I think for me, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go sort of. A, a literary way. I'm, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the tale of two servants okay because Ooh, in this nice. moment like we find Israel in the best of times and in the worst of times. true. Uh, so so that's uh, that's me trying to be fancy and educated there. Is. Uh, but but w- in this in this best of times and worst of times we also find the best of servants and the worst of servants. Uh, and, and I think the character with which we serve God and, and the means by which we serve God is is really uh, made evident in, in some of these stories.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we're we're we'll talk more about this later. But there's definitely going to be some uh, descriptive, not prescriptive, type stuff that we're going to be going through today. Right? right there, there are some of these these characters of the Bible who, um, you know, maybe even in a Sunday school sense, have been called heroes. But I, I don't think they deserve the title.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would even say Hebrews eleven is going to bring some of these guys back out of Judges and say That's like true. them, and then all of a sudden you just cringe a little bit and you You're think, like, really? What? Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, when we start off Joshua, we have some conquest, more yeah. more conquest, ridding the people of mm-hmm. uh, that were there of their land, so that the uh, the promise can come about. Uh, then then we have Caleb's contribution, mm-hmm. and and I know I mentioned. In a few podcasts back, the reason I named my son Caleb is because I love Caleb's attitude. Yeah, right. And we talk about the prescriptive, not descriptive. I'm going to say that Caleb and Joshua, not only as the spies who come out saying, "If God has given us this land, let's go," not only is that right attitude, uh, but here we see even more of their right attitude, and and. I I, I always joke with people if God had promised me that I was going to live for the next 40 years and that I would enter into this reward that he would give to me at the end of that 40 years, I would be intolerable. For that forty years, sure, uh, just doing all kinds of things, risky things, and and just <laughs> a, with a bravado that would be unnecessary, right? Uh, but that I would enjoy, even if everyone else around me would be sick of it. Uh, and and here we see that from Caleb, yeah, right. We see that he he might have a little bit of that in him, and in this Caleb flexes. Oh yeah, hard.
0: Yeah, he does. Right. Yeah, yeah. As they're as they're coming in, right? Like he he he's got his eye on a particular city right uh Hebron or Kiriath Arba, and that's the city where the Giants live, right like Th- the...
1: those people that everyone said these these people are huge, yeah, this is that town,
0: yeah, and yeah.
1: Caleb says, I got it. Yeah. that's the one I want,
0: yeah, yeah, right this whole time he's been he's been sitting on this information for forty years, this whole idea that he's like, look, we can take these guys. They might be big, God is bigger, I'm not afraid. And so as soon as they get there, He's like, I'm I'm going after the big guys. And not only does he go, but he doesn't say, "Hey
1: Joshua, let's go get those," because I want that to be my inheritance. Mm-hmm. So let's rally the armies of Israel against these people. No, he says, hey, "I'm going to go. You guys can go about your business." Yeah, right. Yeah, I I got this. He he and his squad will we'll meet up with you yeah. later.
0: Yeah, they just they just take it themselves. It's great. You can come over to celebrate with us after the facts. Yeah, yeah, party at my house once I take it from the giants. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Love
0: Caleb for that. He's great. Yeah, and so then we just get into, you know, there's a, there's a lot of kind of the allotments, right? We get into a lot of information of, you know, s- cities of refuge, places for the pasture, levites and their pasture and the pasture. The city and their pasture lands over, the and and over and over again. And over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And and that sort of comes to an end at the end of 21. Mm-hmm. Where we have this great summary. Of the faithfulness of God. Because all through this, in this covenant, we have this promised relationship back and forth between God and his people. And so beginning in uh, verse 43 of chapter 21. Thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to give their fathers. And they took possession of it. And they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Not one of all of their enemies had withstood them. And the Lord had given all the enemies into their hands. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. I I love that Mm -hmm. uh,
1: that little ending there that just after it is already said all came to pass, they just reiterate.
0: Yeah. Just in case you weren't listening. All came to pass, mm-hmm.
1: just as the Lord had promised. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And they all live happily ever after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not quite, not quite.
1: <laughs> right, so so after that we have a little bit of rebellions that Joshua has to speak up against. Not, yep. Maybe not rebellions, but just these... They, it just never lasts long. The good never lasts mm-hmm. long with mm-hmm. Israel, right?
0: Yeah, and so Joshua's kind of you know, Josh was getting old by this point and he's, he's trying to remind the people, he's like, remember, right. God is the one who did this, right. right? God is the one who's been fighting for you. Don't let it get to your head. And also don't forget, you know, the one who's made all this possible. Don't forget that faithful God who has kept every single one of his promises thus far. You know, all you need to do is obey the law and be faithful to him. Right. That's, 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 that's the charge that he has for those people. right? Yeah.
1: And, the, and the, the crescendo of mm. all of this is, is 24, 14, mm-hmm. where he's making the big speech that many of us know. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him sincerely in faithfulness. Put away the gods of your fathers that your fathers served beyond the river uh, and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord... Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods uh, your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm. Just like Caleb did earlier. Yeah. Now we've got Joshua with a flex.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then, <laughs> I mean, he, he draws this line in the sand, right? Like he he literally just kind of stands firm. He's like, this is what we're going to do. And. You know, the nation of Israel is like, oh well, we me will, s- we'll, we'll serve God. Me too. And Joshua's was like, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. Right,
1: just like Moses no. did. Right. So <laughs> it, this, this is this is almost exactly what happened with Moses. Moses says, keep the commands of the Lord, and they say, we will. Yeah. And he says, no, well, you won't. Uh, right. God has told me you won't. Yeah. And maybe personal experience of the years that I've brought you and your fathers mm-hmm. through the the wilderness to this point mm-hmm. tells me.
0: Yeah. You won't. Yeah. You don't need to be a prophet to know that things are probably not going to go well.
1: Right. And, and so here we have the exact same speech mm-hmm. where where Joshua says, you know, here's the line in the sand. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. You do your thing. And they say, we will serve the Lord. He says, no, you won't. Uh, it's not going to work out for you. In the end, They their response is to say, yes, we will. And uh,
0: we'll see. <laughs> time, time will tell. Time Israel. will tell, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then Joshua Joshua dies. I mean, he was 110 years old. Eleazar dies. Eleazar he's, dies, He's been yeah. a
1: main character through that's through true. all of this, right, mm-hmm. at, since he took over for Aaron, and even before. Yeah. Uh, he's been a major player. Yep. The two of them die, mm-hmm. and, and finally the promise, uh, the request of Joseph that his bones would be delivered mm-hmm. uh, into the land, it, it finally takes place here at the end of Joshua.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that kinda that that cycle, I guess, or chronicle of, of Joseph's life finally comes to an end, right? They finally after I mean it's been hundreds of years. Right. Finally they have I mean, carrying these bones around. Which, you know, now that they just kinda say that out loud, that's just kind of an I don't know, to carry around. Right. Your ancestors' bones. Yeah, whose job was that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously though, like, what's your job? Well, someone I carry someone had to Joseph's be the one to bones. say, "Hey,
1: don't grab. We're leaving. Grab those." Yeah.
0: Were they in like don't, a fancy box? Do you think? I like, don't know. Egyptian sarcophagus, or was it just like, a, I don't know, a satchel, yeah, full of bones. Who knows? Know. Anyways,
1: yeah. So, so here's here's where we are. Okay, in the story. Uh, so far, Israel has been promised this land that God has given to them. They've stepped into that land. They've been warned, this is how you should live, even though your heart is going to not want to live this way. Mm-hmm. And everything ends in this peaceful way. God has been faithful. Everyone is where they are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And and the book of Joshua ends really strong and yeah. really uplifting. Yeah, yeah. Right? This is This is... What has taken place is what was supposed to take place.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Bumps along the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it has come to pass as it was supposed to come to pass. And then we go into Judges. We, we ride that wave of optimism into Judges. And if we just wanted to sort of like scan through headings that uh, are not inspired but are helpful from sure. the ESV in my case. Uh, the continued conquest of Canaan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the second heading, failure to complete the conquest. Yeah, the third heading: Israel's disobedience. Yeah, we, we just now open chapter two. Yeah, and it's off the rails. Yeah, it didn't and, take and, long. And the reason it's off the rails is is because of the failure to complete the conquest. True. Like this, there's a lot of personal, spiritual, new covenant church to consider in this. Because a lot of times we want to say like, you know, all to Jesus, I surrender all to Him, I freely give. But, I got this thing here that I just don't want God to clean up right. I don't want to see it gone and and my minglings with sin are are still pretty intimate mm-hmm. and and if I was gonna be perfectly honest, I don't want them gone right um and and when we live that way, we are bound to constantly. Be torn mm-hmm. and Israel experiences that corporately the church also experiences that corporately sure uh, when we are afraid of practicing church discipline when we're afraid to saying to each other hey uh, th- as you preached on Sunday right mm-hmm. we are called to be a unified body yeah. and not divisive and division is is spoken about very harshly in Scripture. It is, yeah, and and so being those participating in unity and not participating in division is important to us. And sometimes we participate in division just out of tolerance, what feels like unity, mm. because we're not calling each other out. Right. Uh, but really, what we're doing is is we're just sitting quietly while while the the you know the cancer just sort of festers yeah. and becomes a bigger thing than it should have ever been. Yeah, uh, And so the, the failure to conquest, the failure to say, no, we are going to get rid of all things that are not the prescription of God so that we can better be the people of God mm-hmm. is Israel's fault. It becomes our personal fault and it becomes the fault of the church. Yeah. So there's a lot in this for us to learn.
0: Yeah, yeah, not removing those stumbling blocks, right? Or, or the the Bible describes them as like they're like a thorn. They're a thorn in their in their flesh, right? So it's like these these things are just going to continually crop up and cause more and more problems unless you 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 are willing to fully go after these things, right? Um, the mortification of sin, good book. Yeah, hard slogan, but good book. Mm-hmm. Talks a lot about that. Going yeah. after your sin, anyways.
1: When, when you call this the removal of the stumbling block, uh, the the image that instantly goes into my head mm. is th- there are times when, when the kids will be playing and they'll have toys just everywhere, mm. and I'm going to blame it on the kids so that it's, because it really is I do this too, but sure. not with toys. Uh, and, and, and they'll like trip over a bucket or they'll step on a Lego or whatever mm. uh, and they'll be like, oh, wow, that hurt, you know, that, that caused me pain or I'm having to go around this and, and it's just mm. not, and then, and then once they've gotten up from whatever fall or an injury, they just go back about it. Yeah. And then, sure enough, come around the corner later, and they're, you know, trying to work past this thing that is still laying there in the floor, or they step on it again, mm-hmm. and just think, you know what? The simple answer is to get rid of that thing, yeah. right? Just put it back in the toy box and clean it up. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we're just like, oh, this thing that keeps tripping me up that I'm not dealing with. <laughs> yeah, that right. thing
0: really sucks. I guess I'm just going to go on with my day. <laughs> right.
1: I'll, I'll come back and deal with it. I'll come back and not deal with it <laughs> yeah. again later yeah, exactly. and let it trip me up again. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what happens here uh, in, in a similar way that we would in our lives. Yeah. Before we get too deep into the story of Judges, hmm. I want to talk about Judges as a book. Sure. Okay, because Judges continues a history Right. It is still telling the story of Israel in the same way, in much of the same way that we have seen from the books of the law, uh, that we have seen from Joshua. Judges continues that time. Mm-hmm. Um, people, sometimes people like to quote Judges and and use it as reference for the church. Right. Like, oh, well, well this took place in, in Judges. Mm-hmm. The thing I want you to understand, and Marshall talked about this a lot, the difference between something prescribed and described. Mm-hmm is huge in understanding Judges. Yeah. Judges is not telling us this is what should have been, Mm -hmm. and Israel did it this way because it was right. It is telling us this is what Israel did. Right. Right? Mm. And, And it is most often condemnable. Yeah. Not most often to be praised and replicated. Yeah. But to be condemned.
0: Yeah. These, the, the judges, these, these leaders are not necessarily models for good Christian leadership, right? And the the book of Judges is kind of this downward spiral, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are moments where there is, you know, glimmers of hope and, and there are moments where there's a turning back to God, but for the most part, you just you get a lot of broken people making a lot of bad decisions, with right. a lot of significant consequences. And it just kind of gets worse and worse so right
1: yeah and so so we are going to lightly point out a couple of those things uh, maybe not so lightly in some cases Probably in some not. cases it's fantastic uh, <laughs> how downward that spiral goes uh, but but let's let's talk about some of these things so so we have uh, Israel's disobedience and a recap of the death of Joshua right uh, and and then we start getting into the first of the judges
0: mm. Othniel Othniel he's Caleb's nephew yeah. And son in law. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's uh you know,
1: they're
0: Yeah. I, I don't want to make any more comments on that. Anyways, uh yeah, so he you know, he beats a Mesopotamian king and wins, so that's cool.
1: Good for him. Yeah.
0: Not a whole lot of information on on Neil. But he's you know he's got he's got good genes. Mm-hmm. You comes know? comes from good line. Yeah, that's right. Then we have Ehud. Ehud is my favorite. Okay, let's hear why. Ehud is my favorite because he's left handed. And, you know. And that's significant. That's significant. Yeah,
1: I feel like we could close the podcast right there and just have a moment of prayer. <laughs> and uh, everyone would walk away knowing why God has eternally preserved his word for his people. Yeah.
0: No, okay, so here's the thing. So <laughs> I, love, I love that he's left-handed because I feel like as a left-handed person, we get overlooked. And the fact that he was left-handed, so the side that he would have hidden the sword on, right, probably didn't get checked because they just assumed he was right-handed cuz our world is built for right-handed people and that allows him to uh to assassinate the king. Yeah. And there's just the whole awkward situation after the fact and the the servants think he's relieving himself meanwhile he hops out the back window and it's just like it's fantastic. I just love the story. There's no there like there's no real theological significance in it. It's just I don't know. It would yeah. make a good Netflix movie. Okay, moving sure. on. So, how about the story of uh, Shamgar? Oh yeah, the story of
1: Shamgar, which is uh, one verse. Yep. <laughs> uh, but not insignificant. He kills sixteen p uh, six hundred Philistines with an ox goad. Yeah. You know what? He earned his verse. He did. He earned his mention.
0: What is an ox goad?
1: Uh, it's the kind of thing you would use to kill six hundred Philistines. <laughs> cool. <laughs> or to go to ox.
0: I guess so. <laughs>
1: you can do. You can do both. They're versatile like that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's all right. Great. Now, Deborah and Barack.
0: All mm. right.
1: So so this is one of those instances where I, I think judges can be misused. Sure. Right. So uh, at Memorial, we are what is called a complementarian church. We, we believe yeah. that God has created men and women equally and uh, that we have equal standing before God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have different roles to play In this life as we lead the church and journey toward the eternal hope that is waiting for us sure Uh, sometimes people will say complementarianism is wrong because Deborah led Israel right Uh, but but that's not how the story goes right Deborah was working in a role of advising 100% undeniably that Mm -hmm. she was not the judge Barak was supposed to be the judge. And they are called to battle, as these judges before and the judges after will do, uh, because there is war in the land of Israel, because Israel has not fulfilled the totality of the conquest. And Barack says, when he's called to war, I'm not doing it. I'm not going in without you. Yeah. And Deborah doesn't say... Thanks for being progressive. Yeah. Right. She says, this is not the will of God. Hmm. And, and when, when people use Deborah as a, an egalitarian argument, that argument for women as pastors because she was the leader of Israel, I just feel like this story's not being read. Sure. Uh, because, yes, she plays a, a very significant role, and she does what God has set aside for her, but she states this is not the plan of God. Yeah. The plan of God is that you would go in, and hmm. because you didn't, Mm -hmm. you are not going to be given the honor of taking this invading enemy king. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is going to be delivered into the hands of uh, a woman, not her, Mm -hmm. but another woman. And uh, God is going to bring about his will. Mm -hmm. But your participation in it Mm -hmm. is going to be really insignificant to the point of useless.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think so. I think this speaks to um, a problem. I think in our, in our society, even outside the church of just men faithlessly relinquishing their responsibility to lead. Yeah. Right. Not only in the church, but, but also, you know, in the home, right. Deadbeat dads or, or dads who just aren't there or who are, you know, physically present, but not, you know, emotionally present or not spiritually leading in the home. Like this is this is the symptomatic of like a much more serious issue, right? Of of you know what I, I I know technically this is my job, you know it was it was Barack's job to lead the army, but he just didn't really want to do it on mm-hmm. his own. And it's, right. anyways, it's just I think that's that's the that's the bigger that's the bigger issue. I don't I see less of an issue of of people trying to usurp a role that doesn't belong to them and more of an issue of people who ought to be filling that role Absolutely. and not doing it. Absolutely, right.
1: 100%. And, and the issue, like, where we have Caleb and Joshua previously being mm-hmm. these guys that just flex at the opportunity yeah. Yeah. to serve God. Mm-hmm. God has given this opportunity. I know that this is his will, and I'm going headlong into it, yeah. not by my strength, but by his and confidence in his promise. Yep. Barak and, and Gideon are the exact opposite. Yep. Yeah, uh, and so that's that's where I get my sort of tale of two uh, servants, right? Yeah, how, for sure. Uh, do we want to serve like Joshua and Caleb, or do we want to serve like Barak and Gideon? Who eventually, in time—I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead and, and get into Gideon before we should—they uh, do serve, yep. but only because their arms are twisted. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, it's true. Yeah, so yeah, so Barak doesn't have the honor of of defeating the enemy general himself, and uh, how that plays out is actually really. Really, really interesting. Yeah. I'll let, we let them read it, but yeah. it's so, a cool story.
1: So Deborah, prophetess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Military leader. Mm-hmm. Songwriter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She can do it all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they sing a song of victory. I, my favorite part about the song is them calling out like the tribes that didn't respond to the call to battle like it's like and you know naftali you you know or maybe naftali was one of the ones that showed up i can't remember but anyways they just call out the tribes that didn't show up and i just love it
1: right it's like it's like we did this yeah and by we i mean not you and you and you
0: (laughs) right just so that people were just so everyone knows yeah, because you were busy that day you had something going on yeah yeah Yeah.
1: i love it (laughs) uh and and then we get into gideon the call of Gideon. This is this is always this is always so you remember when we were talking about Abraham and I I made this sort of like projection onto him of a reluctancy and a and a fearfulness and a dredge of going up the mountain with his son because this is a heavy thing and, and we had people, Morgan, come in and say <laughs> that they had always thought as like this bold movement. This is another part in the Bible where I presume uh, some some attitude on sure. to people uh, sure. and, and which I, I think doesn't change the interpretation, but it changes uh, the way that I read it. When Gideon is called the mighty man of valor by the angel of the Lord. Mm. Is he being sarcastic? Is he pointing out the flaws of Gideon and showing how God is going to raise up this man mm. from his cowardice? to being the one who leads armies and fulfills the will of God? Yeah. Or is he saying, no, deep down, I know who you are. I know who you are deep down inside, and I'm calling that out of you. I'm speaking that over you. Uh, th- this gets taught both ways.
0: Yeah, it could be either way.
1: I tend to go with a first. Yeah. I tend to go with the first for this reason. Uh, one, I cannot think of a moment in all of Scripture where a person is told, hey, You've got this on your own, and I'm here to reveal and empower that within you. Hmm. Even when Peter identifies Jesus, he says, this isn't from right. you. This is from the Lord. That was the
0: example I was thinking of. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah.
1: So all of, the, all of these people are told over and over again, this isn't about you. This is about God. This isn't mm. about you. This is about God. Mm. And that they find him hiding, trying to do his daily chores right. so that he's not seen by the Midian's. Uh, that he eventually proves to be a coward multiple times True. through the story. Yeah. I, I I just read it as a way of him sort of calling out his cowardice. Yeah. In fact, when he does, Gideon's like, Mighty Man of Valor, who are you talking to? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I'm the only one here. Yeah. And we know that ain't me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean there is there is there is actually there's sarcasm in the Bible. Like it's not. It, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of place if it if it was read that way at all. So but uh yeah it's one of those things that I mean, maybe a Hebrew scholar could tell us. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. It sounds like you don't agree. That's I, all no, right. No, I don't know. I, do, right. no. I just don't know. It's I just your, don't know. It's
1: your choice. I don't know. It's your choice. <laughs> you can be wrong if you want to.
0: So Gideon, okay, so Gideon, uh, being the mighty man of valor right. <laughs> that he is, right. um, asks for a sign, and he gets one. Yep. Right? I mean, not just the angel of the Lord um, appearing to him, but also like the the, the the offering is consumed or whatever. Right, the food. The food is consumed. So he gets his he gets his sign and uh, and then you know destroys the altar of Baal that belonged to his father by night at night because he was afraid. I and and the next day when they're like who did this he's like <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I still give him you know what I, I try to put myself in his in his shoes though. I mean, that's a pretty still gutsy move, even to do it at night. I don't. I put myself in Caleb's shoes. <laughs> Fair enough. I just think, I just think that's you know that's it's his father's yeah. alt. Anyways, right and 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 I don't want to I don't want to belittle Gideon to the point of to
1: say like I I don't understand why he would. Of course I do. Like yeah. in his flesh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the way that we would want to respond, mm-hmm. right? Because of our flesh, but a- at the same time. It's not the way we should. Right. He does eventually, he is eventually used by God to bring about the will of God. Yeah. Because of God's patience and mercy and yeah. strength and not because of his own eagerness to participate with God. True. And yeah. so so does he in the end get the job done?
0: Yes. Yeah, but reluctantly. But
1: he's he has to be dragged along. Yeah,
0: he does. I mean, so even the, so the sign of the fleece, that yeah. whole ordeal. Oh. And here's, okay, this is Christian pet peeve of mine. When people refer to, you know, the sign of the fleece as like right. some kind of thing they're going to do. Well, you know, I've been praying about this situation and mm-hmm. I just kind of put a fleece out, right? They'll just... Don't. First, first off, yeah, don't. That's not... That's a sign of faithlessness. Right. It is. Right? 100%. Um, the fact that, that you know, he, the angel of the Lord had already appeared to him, had already given him a sign, had already promised all these things to him, and he's saying to, to God... If you will do what you have said, so he's saying, "Hey God, if you're the kind of God that keeps your word, right? Which He ought to mm-hmm. know by now, that God is the God who keeps His word. Remember the end of Joshua; God fulfilled all of the promises right. that He it, had it said, All came, all came to pass. All came to pass. This is the God that you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. This is the God that has delivered this, you know, this this land to your your people, um, and He does it twice." And I'm just thinking, like, don't, don't use the fleece thing. Uh, just don't do it. You know, this, this
1: is a painful thing. Uh, this is going to cause you to cringe. Oh, no. Uh, my, my MDiv comes from uh, what will go unnamed in this, this moment, but a well-known seminary, okay. a Baptist seminary, a conservative I go to. Baptist seminary, not the one you go to. Uh, and my professor of spiritual disciplines had us write a thing about praying the fleece and what do you think? And I came down hard on it, yeah. right? To be like, no, this is not an act of, like, it's being projected. We had to read this book or article or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's being projected here as an act of faith and a way that we can go about understanding God's meticulous plan for our lives and, and my statement was, we don't always need to understand God's meticulous plan for our life. God has given us a general plan. And in every biblical instance where God has a meticulous plan, mm-hmm. he tells them. Yep. No one has to go looking for it. He interrupts their life in a radical way to say, this is the specificity with which I want you to do that. They get things like whales and burning bushes. Yeah. Or the angel of the Lord visiting them and eating their lunch magically. Yeah right? No one sits around going, I wonder what God wants me to do. They do what God has generally called them to. And when there is a meticulous expression of that, a very specific way to go about it, God makes it obviously known to them. And that for him to receive that and then question God multiple times over is not, is not practicing something that God has, given to us and divinely shown us here to perform mm-hmm. it's faithlessness yeah. And, yeah and and that prof came against me did he really he was like oh no no this he's like i pray fleece all the time yeah and i was, so I was like the, well mark me down the, the but, fleece but whatever
0: th- the fleece thing too right like it you know people some people would kind of connect it to this idea of like you know people talk about like stepping out in faith and that sort of thing right the only real way to step out in faith is to step out in obedience Right, that that is stepping out in faith.
1: Obedience to the promise that was given without proof, to walk by faith and not by sight.
0: Yeah, but not not just I'm gonna just do this thing, and if it works out, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. it's not just trying a thing.
1: To Gideon's credit, he walks, but he walks by sight. Yeah, is that a fair thing to say? I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. So so my thought on G- the story of Gideon is is that to this point, God is. trying once again proving that he is the one who is bringing about his will and that it is not being brought about by man yep. so he finds the hiding coward yep he reiterates multiple times the cowardice and the fearfulness of this man mm-hmm. in obedience uh and and he reduces the numbers of his armies so yeah. that it is obvious that this is a supernatural intervention and not a mighty man yeah and Gideon defeats them the, the yeah. Midian. Yeah. And turns a corner, maybe? Maybe Gideon gets it?
0: <laughs> to be continued? Maybe. We'll yeah. find out next yeah. week. To be continued, yeah. We'll see. We'll highlights see. for you. Yeah. Um, highlights for me. Um, I mean, we kind of already we already touched on them. Um I mean, beyond the the left handed, you know, left-handed swordsman. Um I I love I love that. Caleb wants the city of the giants. Like, I just, I just love that. I just love that. Like it's come full circle. And he's just like, look, I've been waiting. I was ready to do this Mm -hmm. when I was a young man. Right now. I'm not a young man anymore and I'm still ready to do it. Right. And me and my boys are going to go, take care of this.
1: Yeah. And I, I would say the exact same thing. And I want to lead a church like that. I want to lead Mm -hmm. a church as a combination of a Joshua and Caleb. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to say to, to the church, this is, this is what it looks like for us to do God's work according to his word in this place that he has given us. Draw the line in the sand and say, if you want to come with me, let's do it. Yeah. If you want to stay here, you're not going to stop me. Yeah. Right. We're going to do this thing. Yeah. Uh. And, and to take on challenges, uh, not because we're we're maverick, not because we trust the strength of our own hands and not because we're being naive to the, the hardships that are ahead, but because we've been given a commission yeah. and a promise. Yeah. And uh. and we we run headlong into that commission mm-hmm. and the strength of that promise.
0: Yeah. And and like and, and like the Lord did with Israel, right? He is fighting the battles. He is the one who delivers victory. He is the one who is sovereign over, over the whole situation. Our responsibility is to be obedient and our responsibility is to be faithful to him and to mm-hmm. trust in him. Yep. And if we're doing those things, we're going to be okay. I mean, it doesn't mean there won't be hardship. doesn't mean there won't be suffering. I mean, we know that those things are going to come right to some degree. I mean, Christ promised that, but we know that in the long run, um, God is going to see us through this, and we just have to—we just have to get with the program, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Bold in our obedience. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped now. I feel like yeah. We should turn this off and do some push-ups. Yeah. Or something, seriously.
0: Right? <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks for
1: listening. This podcast is a resource of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario, and is produced by Alex Walker. Have a great week.
0: Take care, everybody.